Okay, so welcome to episode number 30 of The Space In Between. I cannot believe we're already here at um, episode 30, which means we've been doing this for 30 weeks. That's so cool. And in a little bit, we'll be talking to Rafael um, Rivera, who is a teacher and a veteran, and we're going to hear his story of how he drove himself to peace <laughs> in a little bit. Um He's, yeah, we got to sit in the park and, and really unfold his story of, you know, being deployed in Afghanistan and, and how he found his way to the yoga mat and how he shares that practice with others. Um, so that's coming up in a minute, but right now I am sitting in my grandmother's place in West Virginia. We just got back from Santa Fe. We went to visit Santa Fe, her best friend and some family, um, for a week and it was really super special. It was sort of the beginning of what I'm calling my sabbatical, even though I'm still here being present and working in nomad land. I'm taking a sabbatical from teaching for a couple of, I guess, for a month or two. And um, yeah, it was really quite a special treat to be able to be with my my grandmother and my, my other family and um, be back in Santa Fe, which holds a really special space. I She used to live there, so I have memories of when I was a kid. And um, yeah, it's, it's really special. And I'm hoping to bring a retreat there in the next year or two. So if you're interested, let us know because I am planting seeds to go take a retreat to Santa Fe. Um, speaking of which, we have a couple of retreats happening um, in Belize, November 17th through the 22nd, Becca Roberts, the owner of Namastasis, we are co-teaching in Belize and we have an early nomad special spots are already filling up. So you definitely want to go over there and sign up soon. And then I will be heading back to Bali. So our nomad tribe requested to go to Bali again, and we are going back March, 2020. So information just got up last week. Uh, you can go and check that out and sign up. I have a feeling that one's going to fill up soon. And um, yeah, and then what else is happening? Well, in Nomadland, in my own life, as I said, I'm taking a sabbatical. I'm going on a little adventure. So tomorrow I will be back in Beacon. I will be packing up my apartment <laughs> and moving on out. And I will be a true nomad for a few months. So uh, Karina, who has been on here a few times, she's a nomad teacher and one of my dearest friends. We're going to gallivant around Spain and maybe Italy and just see what is out there. And um, I don't know, kind of plant some seeds for maybe a nomad nomad adventure, some retreats there, some movement 109. So just going and exploring and see what that has to offer. And then July, I'll be at Riverstone teaching 200 hour teacher training there. And then August, I will be traveling again to the West Coast. So if you're interested, if you West Coast friends, um, having me bring a uh, movement 109 class or workshop to you, let me know because I am sort of playing with that idea of um, bringing, bringing that to the West Coast. So uh, yeah, that's really what I'm about to do. I'm 
excited, a little nervous, but mostly excited. I haven't really done this for um, the past few years. You know, I lived in Costa Rica for um, for about nine months, and I had no idea when that, you know, when I did that, I just went for a weekend and then ended up staying for nine months. So who knows, maybe I'll end up staying in Spain. Um, I'm not sure. I am coming back, though, I promise, at least for the end of this year. Because this fall, I will be leading a 200-hour, so Nomads 200 Hours and Beyond teacher training. So if you're interested in diving into um, the teaching practice of yoga or just want to deepen your practice, uh, this will be the training for you. So we're giving you really solid foundation, um, the tools on how to teach yoga and so with confidence, but also we're taking it beyond the asana, beyond just the, the physical poses we're taking it beyond that so I'll be offering a mini training of my movement technique movement 109 within this training we'll also have Ashley Safiati Lane who owns bar body and soul she's one of the pioneers of teaching bar up here she started with me I think we started gosh I think nine years ago um, teaching up here she is an amazing person an amazing teacher she studied at exhale in the city and is now developing her own training and that will be a part of our 200 hour training and um, we'll also incorporate a bit of the techniques that we share in the tribe training so that aren't just necessarily for military but you can translate them to other populations too so so much in your 200 hours there Um, and we're also limiting it to just 10 people because I really I really want to stress that this is a this is a specialty training. It is giving you the foundations, but we really want to give you the tools individually to make you, you know, the teacher that you want to be, right? Um, to help you on this path. So having a smaller group of 10 people or maybe even a little bit less um, will give you that opportunity. So we're limited into only 10 people. There are spots already filling up because we have an early nomad special that ends June 1st. So if you're interested, apply now and register. So if you pay your deposit, you'll save more and get more. Um, and yeah, and if you're interested in just learning more information, email me and go over to the website nomadalwaysathome.com. There's lots more information there. Um, but now let's go hear what Rafael Rivera has to say about his journey to peace. All right, so today I'm in New York City, sitting in a beautiful park with my new dear friend, Rafael Rivera. That's me. And we met, we actually met, I don't know if you remember this, but we met in June last year. Was it uh, intrepid? Yeah, we, you were with your girlfriend and we were, you were all having our meal together. I showed up a little late. So we didn't really get to speak, but we did like a what's up. And then we went off to that awesome event. We heard Caesar talk, which he was on here a couple of weeks ago. And then we reconnected at our, the VYP training weekend in January. That's right. And I, we were just chit-chatting, and I think I might have announced it to the group, like, I want to do this podcast, and anybody wants to share your story, and you're like, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> and we've just been connected through social media. Thanks, uh, since Instagram. Oh, yeah. Well, and I, and I talk about this a lot, like, finding the positive in social media. 
So that's... I'm also, you know, it's also finding the positive, but finding what, what resonates too, because mm -hmm. some of the stuff is not going to be positive. Yeah. And then you end up with like the whole touchy-feely good attitude all the time. It's like... Mm. Yeah, it's been real. Right. It's been real. And I find, you know, I try not to go on and just because it just is like a time suck. In a, in, in a good way sometimes, but I, I try to spend minimally there. But whenever I see your posts, they show up every once in a while. I'm like, that guy is authentic. <laughs> and I do want to spend more time with him. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad that my incoherent ramblings happened to resonate with anyone for that matter. So. Yeah. And we're going to experience some of that today. So, yeah. So you're a veteran. I am indeed. And that's basically all that. And you're a yogi. Yes, and the beyond, two of the labels I got, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, if we have to label things. Yes, yes. Um, but that's all I know, and so I have no idea where we're going today, <laughs> which I'm so excited about. Word. Yeah, there's no plans, so yeah, yeah, I mean, should we go with the veteran of the yogi part? You, you are the, you're, you're the steering this whole ship, so you tell me. All right. Where do you want to go? Being that you said steering, I guess we'll go with the military. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the whole journey really began uh, at 17 at the crucial age where we know everything about life oh yeah and we're so wise <laughs> and they said I'm not going to college I'm not going to do any of that so I spoke to a recruiter and, and they found out like you can get three thousand dollars sign-on bonus and still get to be home I said the reserve sounds Freaking awesome. All right, fuck it. Let's do this thing. Okay. Not knowing that people got like 20000 anyways. Uh, <laughs> You're like, three grand is a lot. That's a lot of money. The most Seven, 17. Uh, that's yeah. the most money I've ever seen. Yeah. Anyways, I was really happy that I ended up enlisting. My parents supported the decision. and. Uh, was there a military in your family prior to that? My uh, grandfather had been in the Colombian Army okay. in South America. Uh, my dad works for the DOD. Okay. And, uh, you know. So I was like kind of around mm -hmm. it, but never like really in it. But I was like, this is, you know, but I, don't, I didn't want to be a badass. I was like, I don't want to do anything crazy. I don't want to get shot or hurt. Yeah. Be a mechanic like my dad. Okay. Don't have to hurt no one. Don't, you know, people would be nice to me. I'm helping push cars off the road. I remember the first time I told a sergeant that, and he's like, are you crazy? Mm. You're not going to touch any vehicles on the side of the road. As a matter of fact, you're going to stay in the vehicles. <laughs> Got it. Because of that naive attitude yeah. at the point, it's like, what do you know? Like, yeah. But I did. I wanted to serve. I wanted to do something after 9/11. Mm -hmm. I was 15 when it happened, so I was like, oh, okay. The minute I was like, once I get my shit together, I'm gonna do something. And, and you lived in Long Island. I lived in Long Island. Okay. I graduated. So you were affected. Yeah. Well, not directly, but no. But you were close enough. Right. And to it's it. it's still home, even though I didn't yeah. grow up going to the city, and I'm lost coming to the city <laughs> with a map in my hand. <laughs> Um, it's, yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, what encouraged me to go that route. And, you know, it was, it was ups and downs. Like anything else, you find your shitty parts, you find your really good parts. And overall, in the reserve thing, it's totally different. I was never active duty. I was always low man totem pole. And usually doing a lot of push-ups because I was in trouble a lot. Like, I got good at push-ups. And, like, and that's when I got to yoga. I'm like, you guys are ridiculous. This is nothing. Holding plank. This is what we did. This, You're like, they, I got this. Yeah, they would smoke me for an hour on end. and just like, okay, this is fine. I can do this. <laughs> Power yoga is essentially just a really kind drill instructor telling you yeah. what you have to do. In, but 
Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a kind drill instructor. You get a nice press at the end. <laughs> class. Um, but that's, that's my uh, segue into the military. Um, but I was always a mechanic, and I never... I didn't deploy until only 2010. Okay. So I spent from 03 to, to, to 10. Seven years. Without ever deploying. I was like feeling real shitty. I was like, man, like I got this guy's with multiple tours. Like, you were feeling the call that you. Yeah, had. I was like, I, I want to do something. No, you should be in the rear, you know. Oh, you know, you, maybe get your rank up. I'm like, ah. all right. Okay. And I kind of lost hope at one point to like, I'm never going to deploy. I'm never going to get, you know, to really do anything of worth or service. And you know what they say? Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. I ended up falling in love. Oh, love. Oh, love. <laughs> I fell in love in the army and I got married. Okay. And love will make you do crazy things. And I don't regret it in the least because it shifted the trajectory to where I'm sharing yeah. with this yeah That's and necessary. so when we got married we said all right we gotta we gotta figure this out she was smart super smart she was in the army too. she was in the army she was uh on point with her shit i was like word i wasn't so might as well might as well marry someone that has yeah. the brains right You're like she's gonna ground me in some way correct yeah. and you know when we volunteered i volunteered for the umpteenth time it ended up working out. However, she got picked for the tour, and I didn't. Oh. And we had just eloped. We had just gotten married at City Hall to just, you know, to be yeah. together. Yeah. So that way it's not just dating. Yeah. It's like to show people, like, hey, this is serious. Yeah. And so, like, I'm moping. I'm at work one day. I worked at a diesel shop. I'm in the back cleaning engines. Just, fuck, my wife's going to... Or I'm still not deploying. Mm -hmm. Like this sucks, and and it's ridiculous. And she, I get a call. She says, "Pack your shit. You're rolling." Word? She said, "Yeah, one of the mechanics uh, pulled some crazy shit on the firing line. He's out. You're in." I'm like, "Oh wow." Okay. And then I'm like, they hit me. I'm like, okay. Wait a minute. Okay, this is happening. Yeah. And reality kicked in fast. Initially, it was, I thought we were going to Iraq. Okay. Uh, which was going to be like, I'm not going to say a vacation, but there were some PlayStations and TVs brought. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there was a Taco Bell and a Cinnabon. Okay. Yeah. I was excited, kind of. Yeah. Lo and behold, they say. And this is 2010. 2010. Okay. And then they said, uh, actually, change of plans. Frago, we're going to Afghanistan, to Kandahar. And I'm like, Kandahar, Iraq? Because I don't know shit about yeah. the Middle East. Like, shit. They're like, no, Afghanistan. And I'm like, isn't that still a shithole? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Oh. Oh, God. Yeah, things got so, so real immediately wow. that our training, the tempo sped up. And when they said that we are going to go to Afghanistan, everything changed. It was like, yeah, we were doing training, but we weren't. We weren't hitting it like we were supposed to. Okay. All of a sudden, they said that, and... And then shit got real. Shit got real. And I'm like, okay. Mechanic. I was like, I'll be fine. I'm good. Yeah. You're still thinking you're moving cars off the road. No, no, no. At that point, I was you, like, okay. I'm steering clear of any vehicle okay. on the road. I want to never be on the road. Okay. When I discovered what an IED okay. was, I was like, okay. oh, I can't have that happen. 
happen. I like yeah. my legs. I like everything where it's yeah. at. And hence why I chose at 17 at the wise age. Mm-hmm. Mechanic. Well, right. I'm not a tough guy. I don't want to be a tough guy. I don't give a shit about that. Hey, birds. And when we get into country, you know, it's my first time with this unit. I cross-leveled with my now ex-wife. And so I'm just trying to, like, get to know people that I'm about to spend time with in I don't know what situations. Yeah. And sure enough, like, I got put in with, like, headquarters and as I'm a comfortable person, like, a little too comfortable with people. Yeah. And I respect rank, but I'm also, like, a realist. Like, hey, like, I'm, I didn't deploy. Like I didn't, we're all human beings. We're all Let's human talk. beings. Let's talk. Let's be real. Yeah. So the motor pool sergeant had us detailing, like, the, the area, cleaning this, doing like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I, I came here to do at least turns, turn wrenches. Mm-hmm. We had to wait for tools. We had to wait for this, that, the third. I'm like, yeah. I said, I want to work. I'm like, and I told him, like, listen, I'm not cleaning up cigarette butts. This is the word. He's like, I'm not cleaning up cigarette butts no more. Okay. I'm out of sight, out of mind till you find me work and tools. You understand me, Sergeant? I'm out. Okay. He says, Rivera, you want to work? I says, yeah, I, I, I volunteer. Like, I'm part of, like, the, the crew of people that volunteer. There's a whole platoon of yeah. volunteers. He says, all right, you're a driver. I'm like, hold on. Look at all the cigarette butts I have for you in my hand. Yeah. No, no. Can, yeah. Go ahead. Can you, well, just so that we understand what a driver, like, what is that? What's that responsibility? Like, why did that? So the, that's, uh, I'm not going to say it's a punishment. It is a job description okay. in the military. Yeah. I only drove vehicles because I was supposed to test what I fixed. Okay. Which I was totally cool with. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. not wanting to really yeah. dude I wanted to be there but not be be there like yeah. on my terms I volunteered so let me be here on my fucking terms anyways <laughs> sorry no there's there's and, no sorry and so he says like listen you're a driver now and okay. so they stuck me with they didn't stick me they placed me with uh, a crew that was doing um, I'm not sure if I'm even allowed to talk about that shit okay um <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were, it was human intelligence gathering. Okay. Um, I think that's fair. Okay. I think that's fair. Um, but I was just driver again. Yeah. With, as a primary MOS, as a mechanic. Everyone goes to basic training. We all know how to fire. I wasn't really great at running, but I could shoot and I could do push-ups and setups really good. So yeah. that was fine. I wasn't in shape. Round is a shape, I guess, but I okay. wasn't in shape. Anyways, I get there. I meet my new team. And the first day we roll out, it was like, oh, this is... It's real. This is real, because the briefing came in, and when we went down, like, all the things we had to go through over the day, everything that was starting to kick in, I was like, what did I get myself into? Mind you, they separated my wife and myself. She okay. was at, at CAF, Kandahar Airfield. Okay. I was out at, uh, at Walton. I don't even know if Walton still exists. Because you were now the driver. I was so now you, a driver, so okay, they put me so out at Walton, right? Okay. And when I left Kandahar Airfield, that was like when we finally made a week in being there. I remember they had 82nd Airborne left seat, right seat with us. So they were driving us to our forward operating base and then we would train for a few days and they were relieved by us. Okay. 
And the minute they said, all right, they went hot and they put round in a chamber, I was like, oh, we're going fucking real. This is like real deal shit. Okay. And and at that point, it was smooth sailing to our location. I was like, okay, not bad for the first day. I could do this. This is this is a doable mission. Um, and as time progressed, like that became the thing. Like, so wake up, set up for a convoy, hit our checkpoints, go around. And all I did was drive. I made sure that the vehicle was prepared, staged, and ready to go. Okay. And being that I was a mechanic, I had the wherewithal and the skill set to make it work, whatever yeah. it happened. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not the best, I'm not the worst, but I know lefty loosey, righty tighty, and that was like pretty much all you really need to know for the army. Um, <laughs> and you'd be surprised, not me. <laughs> okay. Not talking shit, no. Um, but I drove, and, and driving was probably the scariest shit because I made peace. I, had, I realized at one point, I was like, there are roadside bombs, there are IEDs, mm -hmm. and the convoys that were getting hit or on the same roads that we were on, but by the sheer yeah, timing, just, yeah. was it dumb luck? Like, yeah. And so I'm like, it, it, that kind of like, at one point I made peace, I was like, all right, well, I guess, I'm gonna, if this happens, I'm gonna have to, if I make it, I'm losing limbs, like, mm. and it's fucked up. The mind does this tricky thing where it says like, or at least I reasoned it, like, mm -hmm. let me just lose legs so I can use my hands so I can work and pay bills. You have this conversation, yeah. Like, in yeah. my head, I'm like trying to rationalize, like, what yeah. happens? I don't want to be like, oh, it happens. I was, I didn't know. Yeah. I knew, I volunteered, I, I like, Raph, you need to know this. I talk to myself in the third person. Yeah. Hey, Raph, you, you know, you, you did this. Like, now prepare yourself mm -hmm. for it. And so I was very mindful. My mom always wanted to be in the medical field growing up. She always mm -hmm. read books, you know, had books. I grew up, like, just, just thumbing through them. Mm -hmm. So it was never weird to me. It was never scary to me, like, the idea of blood, like, mm -hmm. all that shit, which is strange enough. But it was weirder, like, if I had to work on myself. Mm -hmm. So I always had my stuff ready. I was always super, like, attentive in the first aid classes. Mm -hmm. Anytime the medics were doling out any sort of information, wisdom, like, oh, my and I made really awesome friends because they realized like, oh, he's not just a mechanic because most mechanics are sitting back in the rear. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of mechanics that were driving. Okay. There, was, there was a couple, but most mechanics aren't. Okay. And they're like, all right, he's pretty okay. Like, and he's not, he's not scared. I was shit scared. I was like, pucker factors 100. <laughs> like, you know, I ever heard scared shitless? Yeah. Muladhara Chakra yeah. <laughs> has engaged. <laughs> and so I realized like, okay, these guys are cool. They're taking care of me. Cause obviously like I'm stuck in a vehicle that I can't really poke a gun out of. Mm -hmm. So I had to trust my safety to, uh, to these guys. And mm -hmm. when I was working on that mission, it was a beautiful thing. I made the best of friends. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of I still talk to this day. That's great. Um, shout out to Rickert and Suit. Yeah. Or I still talk to a couple of my boys from E4 Mafia. Uh, <laughs> so, so shit. No, let's stop. <laughs> um, I'm not going to incriminate myself on this podcast. <laughs> I have to wait a few years. I think the statute of limitations. Okay. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so I did that. And then the one thing that blew my mind about the, our mission in Kandahar, the, like the, the birthplace or the heart of, of Taliban territory, wow. was yeah. the fact that our company did something almost unheard of in Afghanistan. What was that? We brought everyone home. That's 
Amazing. We brought everyone home. Now, that's not to say people didn't get hurt. That's, yeah. But intrinsically, that's 100% success. Given the yeah. risks involved with that, like that I feel like is a win. And in my head, like, word, nobody ever got fucked up in my vehicle, no less. Mm. That's no convoy I've been in. And it's not to say like they didn't go off. Like that's the difference. Like it's the dumb luck that messes with my head, the, mm -hmm. the survivor's guilt, if you will. Like mm -hmm. was it dumb timing? Was it shitty bomb maker? What, what, what was it? I'm fine, I'm here, but it's just yeah. like, yikes, right? So yeah. when we came home, you know, the transition was- I'm sorry, how long was this mission? I'm sorry, so it was a total of, my entire time in Afghanistan was 10 months. Okay. I did that uh, human intelligence gathering for like, but again, just driving for three months. Okay. After that, I was on just daily uh, patrols okay. with the MPs, because I was with the MP company and... What's an MP, sorry? Military police, I apologize. Okay. Yeah, so I was with the military police, 372nd MP company. Um, I had just cross-leveled from New York. We were all in the same, like, under the same brigade. Okay. But, I was rolling with those guys and they were just kind of giving me on the job training, essentially, which okay. was great. They took me under their wing, yeah. you know, these guys was like, all right, come here, stupid. We need to help you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you to die on our watch, come here. Yeah. And they really did, you know, like these guys, you know, took their time out of their mission to show me, hey, like this is what we, not only is it we want you to perform, but we want you to do this for yourself just f for your own mm -hmm. good. I was like, all right, cool. Because you can do basic training, but it was fucking seven years at that yeah. point. Or something like, no, like six years. Like, things don't stick for that long. Yeah. And especially if you don't use it regularly. So yeah. on-the-job training happened. And that was kind of the rest of the, the deployment for me was mm -hmm. just patrols, patrols. And hoping that, you know, nothing really did happen. Because that's... Good yeah. for me, because, again, yeah. I wasn't trying to get fucked up. Like, <laughs> You're like, I'm a volunteer. Yeah, please. I, back to this. I wanted to yeah. chill. So yeah. it was crazy, crazy, crazy experience overall, because mm -hmm. for me, like, the amount of... We didn't have to sustain the amount of contact that a lot of troops, uh, a lot of uh, units did out there, mm -hmm. right? So... I'm like, I'm lucky. Like, I feel blessed that we didn't have to suffer like that. There's uh, that documentary, Restrepo. Those guys absorbed like 25% of all fighting in a place this big. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. 25% of the fighting for the whole fucking war was with yeah. th at that place. And I'm like, knock on wood, whatever, tree, yeah. anything, because... Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm cut from that same cloth of those folk, mm -hmm. and and I was like, I was genuinely happy it was coming to an end. Like I was mm -hmm. like, word, can't wait, count down days, get the fuck out of here, because mm -hmm. I was a troublemaker too. At the same time, I was like, listen, this isn't working. <laughs> yeah, this the is the personality conflict. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm over this already. Like we can get yeah. the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I got one more demotion before I I left the army, but on the way home, like. I had spent time trying to like work, making friends and all that because I feel like one of two things is gonna happen. You're either gonna be really miserable with people you don't know and just sulk. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a little bit or or just kind of see what where the road takes us. And I discovered I love country music. 
Okay. <laughs> I, I just got, you know, thanks, Fisher. You know, they, it was Cody Cunningham and Fisher. Like, those two dudes, they were like, all right, we're going to listen to this one in truck one. We're out there just in front of the cob, just like, <laughs> what the hell was this? And I remember the first song they ever played was the 8th of November by Big and Rich. And I know Big and Rich is like really, really country, whatever. But the song, have you ever heard of the song? No. It starts with, it's about Vietnam. Okay. It's very powerful about the 173rd Airborne. And it says, greater love hath no man than this that a man laid down his life for his friends. Wow. I just got chills. That, that's what it started. And I'm like, ears perked up. I was like, I'm in. <clears throat> and I heard it. And I'm like, wow. And it was a powerful song. Um, and uh, if anyone's listening right now, I mean, I'm sure people are, but yes, they listen, are. listen to that. I it's will. a powerful, powerful song. Um, definitely brings up a lot of emotions. And then I subsequently got Greater Love Hath No Man than uh, This Little Man Laid Down His Life for His Friends. Your tattoo. Correct. They can't see, so that's yeah. beautiful. Yep, yep. I forget that we're ha- we're on a- we're getting recorded. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I know we're just having a conversation, that's, that's what and I'm then like other people get to hear us. That's right. Yeah, so I'll draw the visuals. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, who are you talking to right now? <laughs> um, My imaginary friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you so you were deployed for ten months, and then you came home, and then how much? Then what did the rest of that? look like for you in the military so the the they should put this in the recruiter like uh, uh videos commercials okay. like the transition home like uh, all, yeah. the, all the cool shit that they do on those commercials like that's cool yes i admit like that yeah. looks really cool to do i'm sure being special forces really badass stuff like i don't have that motivation i'm sorry mm-hmm. i have the motivation of a stoner <laughs> this is where i'm at and but the transition that's what the fucked up part is and then that, that connection you made with all these yeah. people, even for a short amount of time, 10 months, yeah. is not a long time. So, but you came home and you were still with the military. I was a reservist. You, yeah. Okay, reservist. Yeah. And you were, for how much how much of that time? Because you're no longer. I had until uh, December of 2011. So when did you got home? So I came home in June of 2011. Okay, and then we had the transition of the 30 days. Okay, so that transition. It was fun because I got home to Hurricane Irene. Okay. The first, uh, the first. I live in Long Island. I okay. lived with my parents at the time. Yeah. And. That was a Luckily, bad it didn't even. It, the water came right up to the house and stopped, and it was like. All right, divinity. I'm yeah. with it. Like, yeah. God, whatever you want to call I don't give a fuck what you call it. Divinity yeah. intervened. I'm like, water stopped in front of the house. Yeah. Mom, you go, you're good, Mom. Do you yeah. Keep doing the thing. Um, but I was home for about three and a half months. I was trying to buy a house with my ex-wife. Okay. And how... We were still together. We were still together. You know, we had worked through our challenges. Like and she was back home, too. She was back home as well. Okay. Yeah, we both came home safe. Um... No less crazy than we started. And the transition was tough. Like, obviously, just you make, I, you spend time making friends. You, you connect with folk. You do these, these things that you think that are un, unimaginable. And, and now you don't have them no more. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, you, that's it. Like, all right, see you later. We're going home. To, is that active duty? We're all going yeah. to our own places. It's like, yeah. but we just had a really cool adventure. I miss you. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a big baby about this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it's like cancer rising. It's like, I'm like, but wait, I love you guys. I miss you, you fucks. Like, <laughs> you had that connection with people, but you also had this purpose, too. Well, right, it was a mission. Like, I was yeah. like, cool, they, they, they wake me up when something was wrong, even though I was pissed about it. I'm like, but at least they value what I had yeah. to do or I yeah. had to offer. And, and just... I wasn't home. And so I spent three months partying my ass off. Like, you know, everyone's like, rah, you made it home. And I'm blessed. My support network, I gotta say, hold on. Thanks, mom and dad. I should have said that from the jump. (laughs) Um, Thanks to mom and dad Link, my my best friend's parents for supporting me. Like, honestly, so blessed. (laughs) And when I got home, same thing. Wow, rah, yeah. I was trying to buy a house with Max, mm-hmm. and I was partying around the block, and I was like, yo guys, let's go look at the house. I know it's open, because it's, uh, whatever. I'm closing in the morning, like. Uh-huh. Like, literally, like, yeah. Was, yeah. papers are signed, yeah. like, it's we're, your house. Just this is about to be my house. I know, because we opened the storm doors, mm-hmm. uh, those little like, ramp doors, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I see a little bit of water, but it's Baldwin Harbor. The Hurricane Irene had happened. But okay. it got cleaned up already, so I was like, okay, word. When I looked, it was flooded. Like, it was just like, but it was just because okay. of high tide. Oh, okay. Ooh. Right. It wasn't like a big rain. It was just like yeah. high tide was up and it rained a little bit and it was like six inches of water. I'm like, oh boy. You're like, now I know why they're selling this house. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, huh. So the next morning, fast forward, I was like, hey, like, let's go look at the house. I didn't want to be like, I just broke and entered the house I'm about to buy. And I said, oh, well, that's a shame. Deal's off the table, obviously. Okay. Oh, no. My parents were really upset. They were like, fuck, they're still at the house living with us. Uh, my, my ex-wife was really upset. I said, like, maybe I got to go to Afghanistan to up the budget a little bit. Maybe I got to go back. Mm. That's what I said. Real estate agent responds, sweet old lady. My son works for a contracting company uh, that does that kind of stuff. Send me a resume. Oh, work. Okay. So, no harm, no foul. Give it a try. Seven days later, I was on a plane going to Indiana, getting body armor, and going as a civilian contractor back to Afghanistan. <laughs> wow. So about three, three and a half months. Had elapsed for four months. Okay. And I was like, fuck it, let's do this dance. You know? As contractors, as civilians, you make a lot of money, I've heard. Stupid money. Yeah, ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm not selling drugs, I got no college, this is awesome. Cheeks <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get yeah. better than this. And did it, it give you also that, you're not only making money, but it also gave you that feeling of purpose again? Not, not only purpose, it was, this, I'm gonna have to try to like, Maneuver carefully because this, yeah, this is now very, very like the yeah. still active stuff. Yeah. Um, so I worked with. We uh, can keep it very general. Yeah. Yeah. So I can say certain things because if you can Google it, yeah, I feel like that's fair game, yeah. right? Yeah. So I worked with um, installation of some equipment on front of vehicles that mitigated the loss of life. Mm. Uh, they're called mine rollers, mm-hmm. and I was part of a less than, I forget how many, it was like less than 500 people in country, and even less than that, that flew around installing and repairing and doing this, and I was doing it all unarmed. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. So I did it. So the first year, it's, you know, it's cool. Like, yeah, I got an M4 with a grenade launcher. Awesome. I can respond to any said threat mm -hmm. as long as I'm paying attention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. And I don't freeze up like a baby and cry. Uh, <laughs> then this changed everything because mm -hmm. now my only defense is between my mm -hmm. ears. Like, mm -hmm. okay. And I knocked it out. And it was crazy because that point I was going further out than I ever was before, but I was doing it predominantly alone. Okay. So that, that was a very like, I made friends as well. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like you spent time out on missions together. Yeah, you're like, sort okay. of working as a lone. I hate to yeah. use the term now because of the well, all the shit going on, but it's like the lone wolf work. Yeah. Because you're just That's what it. I was holding back. I was like, yeah. should we say that? Yeah. 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 Triggered. I don't know. All right. So I did that for 11 months. Oh, wow. Consistently. And no, I did 10 months. Uh, I did 10 months consistent. Okay. I did 10 months back to back because I wanted to get the most out of my time at home. Mm -hmm. And I only had 14 days to use. They said it was 18, but they, for some weird reason, they dropped it down and like, I only had 12. Like, okay. So I ended up throwing a big party, like a big wedding with my ex, oh. like with the family, everything. It was yeah. fucking crazy. But I had to do one last month to finish the contract out. Okay. And I'm like, why did I do this? Why did I just, just quit? Just, yeah. like, just quit, Raph. I kept telling myself, just quit. You know, who gives a fuck? You got nothing to prove. You're done. You're home. You got money in the bank. Like, chill. Okay. So now I'm doing this. Let's go finish. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, and I'm, a, I'm my own worst enemy. Like, I'm no like good guy in any of this shit. Like, I was a troublemaker. I, I, I popped off too much. I ran my mouth way too much. But it, the last month was like over the top crazy of dealing with incoming between artillery and the actual direct fire on combat outposts. I was like, I was up against the Pakistani border Wow. for that time. And so when I finished that, I was like, oh, I'm never doing this again. This is it, I'm done, I'm done, this is it. Like I flew home, I was like, I didn't want to look at a gun again. I didn't want to touch any, I was like, fuck the military, fuck the government, fuck everything, I'm yeah. done, I'm done, done, done. Yeah. And I sat and waited until Hurricane Sandy hit. <sighs> this time the water hit our house. Oh, your new house. No, no, I your didn't get to buy a new house. Oh, my parents' house parents that house. I grew up okay. in, I graduated from, and sure enough, I sat in the foyer of the house because the basement at where we were living at, everything we lost except for the important stuff, PlayStation, TV. <laughs> and I saw a video while I was just shit-faced, drinking, and I had just been partying again, but this time it wasn't as enthusiastic. It was just like, I just wanted to get drunk. Mm -hmm. And I saw this video called Arthur's Transformation. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it? No. And it covers this guy, Arthur Borman, um, airborne paratrooper during the Gulf War. And so, through his landings, his legs got messed up, his back, his body got messed up. Okay. And he gained a lot of weight after. Okay. He was like 310 pounds, 320 pounds, something like that. Okay. He started practicing yoga with DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. I don't like wrestling, but that's how people know him, so uh, DDP yeah. Yoga. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, DDP Yoga helped this guy transform not only his body, but it, like you can see him smile. Mm. And he, he, he went from not being able to be on from tr uh, crutches mm -hmm. to running. 
Wow. Lost over 100 pounds in 10 months. I'm over here at 290 pounds, just like, what was me mm-hmm. mentality? Like, for what? Because I asked to do this to myself because mm-hmm. I'm a glutton for pain. Mm-hmm. Kind of a masochist. It's like, <laughs> no, do something. And I said, I'm going to do yoga. And I Googled. Okay. Like, I need to do yoga. And I found uh, three studios. And there was one that was hot yoga. I was like, that doesn't sound good. One was like, let's come together or something. And I was like, mm. and then revolution. I'm like, mm. oh. Word. They were speaking your language? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. My first class was restorative yoga. Interesting. How was that for you? Terrifying. I was going to say. Terrifying. <laughs> but I was stoned. So like, who cares? Like when you're stoned, I was like, if I, I could do anything stoned. Honestly, yeah. like, I could do anything stoned. Like, so it's just like, I'm in goddess pose. My first time, I'm just like, yeah. Hey. And they're like, and if you want it, go ahead and close your eyes. And I remember Eva, my first teacher, very sweet. And she, and she asked, like, you know, if you want me to skip hands on, just, you know. I'm like, all right. But my eyes are open. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't close. Like, I tried. Yeah. And it took about, like, 25 minutes. And I just kept listening. But I was like, I'm, I'm here. Like, just be here. You've done way worse things. I don't think anyone's going to come in and kill you. Even though in the back of my mind, like, that's like... <sighs> Yeah. Still thinking about that. I'm like, I don't think intellectually I know I'm home. Intellectually, yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. My brain is not wired that way. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, wow, this is amazing. At the end of that class, I, I was asleep. Like, I fell asleep like 40 minutes into it. Mm-hmm. Wow, I feel amazing. And I'm sorry for snoring, but I feel amazing. This is amazing. Like, this is yoga. It's like, this is one of, you know, like this, you're not going to get rid of me. Awesome. And I, and I said, like, I know it's tough for me to close my eyes, but I think this is what I really need. And it's easy, accessible. I can, I don't have to know anything to lay there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to be with my thoughts, which is the hardest part. Which is the scariest part. So I figured if that's the hardest part, and I did that f- at the same time in Afghanistan alone, mm. I could do this. And so that, In a safe space. In a safe space. Yeah. that's Because you had done that in Afghanistan, not safe. But not now safe you can be... And I could be encouraged, yeah. nourished, and, yeah. and, and not even, I, I want to say loved, but like the people get like lost in that, oh, like mm-hmm. woo romantic nonsense. Like, no, like that love, like that was fostered in me by my teacher to say, like, care for yourself. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not gentle with myself still. Like, I'm, gen- I'm more gentle than I used to be. Yeah. Gentler? Is that a word? I don't know. We'll use it. But. Take it. Thanks. Uh, but that's kind of where it started. And she just said one day, she's like, you know, you can do other classes. Like, why the fuck would I want to do another class? Like, this is... <laughs> like, I like this. This is the shit. Like, yeah. yeah, this is good. She said, well, why don't you try gentle flow? I'm like, gentle flow. Sure. Why yeah. Not? And there's, you know, pregnant ladies in the class and, you know, older folks. And I'm not, try- I'm not trying to, like, be, like, you know, judge you or anything. I'm just giving you an idea. Yeah. And then... It's very and then me. And now I'm... At that point, I had dropped maybe 20 pounds, okay. but just from doing restorative. Wow. Because the cortisol she, levels are dropping. The cortisol, you might have also been consciously or unconsciously making other choices. Yes, yeah, and that's part of yoga as well. Yeah. And I started doing the first gentle flow class. I was dying, I was panting. <laughs> I was like, Pregnant ladies next to me, like all graceful and beautiful. I'm Listening. falling and cursing and like, this fucking sucks. I'm going to lay down now. Why am I not restorative? 
why did you do this to me, Eva? As part of me was like resentful. I was like, why did you tell me to do this? But it was amazing because I realized like, okay, wait, there's something here because my reaction is the same reaction I have outside. Yeah. That same reaction I had just now because I couldn't do something. Same fucking reaction I have outside when I'm like, I'm in traffic. I'm like, ah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's see what happens with this. And I chipped away, chipped away. Then all of a sudden, like, another 20 pounds dropped. And I was like, okay, this is a thing. And were you also seeing that shift outside off the mat, too? Little by little. Yeah. Little now, by here's little. a caveat. Um, I left out one part. Okay. <laughs> when I first started practicing, I practiced for all of, like, two and a half weeks. Okay. And then I went to Puerto Rico. But I was like, you know, I'm a yogi now. Like, I do yoga. Like, this is, fucking, this is shit on the shit. <laughs> Ahimsa is something we work with, yeah. non-harming, non-violence. Yeah. Some people, you know, haven't been in the military. That's kind of the culture. Mm-hmm. Whether it's an emotional or psychological, whatever. Yeah. That's the culture. And, and it's not to say like we're asexual like predators trying to, I mean, um, asocial predators mm-hmm. trying to like fucking go after people. But that's kind of what's in there. I wanted to work with that. Mm-hmm. But I had a hot head, I had a hot temper, and I ended up breaking my hand. In Puerto a, Rico? No, oh, it was sorry. after I came home, I broke oh. my hand. I did show up to yoga the next morning, okay. not knowing. But I spent that time in a cast after, you know, for like eight weeks, and okay. I, it gave me time to really think about it. I couldn't do everything I wanted to do. Now, mm. now I just found this movement that I, I never really was able Got to it. do. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, like, wait. I can't do it because I, I was stupid and I got into an argument for no reason. Mm. He was teaching you. And, and all these years later, it's still teaching me. I still mm-hmm. feel it. Any Anytime mm-hmm. I'm on plank, I feel it. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm like, Raph, this is why Ahimsa. It's, yeah. Consider it, become. That's your right hand, your masculine. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I said, Raph, this is, you're going to take it easy from now on. And so... July 18th, like, I, I say like to people, like, I'm not in recovery of like drugs or alcohol. Like, I, I drink in moderation, mm-hmm. I smoke weed, um, but I stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. But July 18th was the last time that I got into any sort of physical altercation, any time mm-hmm. I got like into anything like that. And it sounds like, oh, Raph, you should already have been doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to like pat on my back or something. It's like, this is the work now that has been afforded to me because of a mat mm-hmm. and some flowery language, like, not flowery language, but like, essentially, like, from just being present or something like that. Like, yeah. wow, this has to be given to other people. This has to, how do I give this to other people? Yeah. And You're like, if it worked on me. Yeah, if my dumbass can be receptive to this. I was a lost cause and yeah. here I am. I'm, and so yeah. I want, and that's where like, I try to like, I, I was told by the studio owner, Amanda, she's like, why don't you become a yoga teacher? I'm like, yeah, yeah I wanted to share, but I, I don't think anyone comes to my fucking class. Why? because I'm me so yeah but we need yeah you need to teach you (laughs) so and so I'm teaching me and uh, I did the teacher training and I hit the ground running awesome you know I hit the ground running uh, that was I graduated in 14 okay is this 2019 already yeah get the fuck out of here wow yeah we're here (laughs) yeah so I hit the ground running I just covered as many classes did everything I could and this has been like um, an ongoing process because like as I discovered new tools, new techniques, 
I'm like realizing like a baby, like I, I don't want to like build this one. I want to hold on yeah. to everything. But that's been like the practice of, of mine to this point. Um, but then it wasn't until I met Deb for the Veterans Yoga Project mm-hmm. that really shit took off. When did you meet him? How did that happen? How did divine intervene? Social media, again, did okay. that. Um, Dag nabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I think, like 2015, mm-hmm. summertime frame, I was like full-blown, like, stop dropping yoga and, like, <laughs> you know, making friends all over, which is cool. Like, again, I still talk to a couple of people, like, on Insta from that, but... I stopped doing stop dropping yoga. I'm like, <laughs> my shit hurts. My labrums are torn. My, shoulder, my rotator, cu- ah, I'm taking it easy. No. So you know um, the cadets. You know I teach the cadets at West Point, and on their sh- their yoga club shirt it says "Stop and give me Zen." I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well I'll played. have to get you a shirt. Please, please. <laughs> and yeah, clever. Yeah. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> so you found Dan. No, not Dan, Deb. Oh, Deb. Deb oh, found Deb me. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Deb she did. found you. She found me. Okay. And um, there was a mutual friend of ours that introduced us in Long Beach. And Deb Jeanette's from v- Veterans Yoga Project, just so everybody else. Yes. Yeah, they know. Love you, Mama Bear. Um, she, like, <clears throat> went to a class, and we kind of just kind of hooked up after class. She says, hey, listen. And, you know, she's got this, like, awesome, like, energy. She's like, listen. I'm part of this organization. I think you'd be a great fit. Like, awesome. Let's see, like, what happens. If these trainings coming up, I'm like, and at first, I'm apprehensive of everything in life. Like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, fuck it. Like, I've gotten this far. <laughs> All right, let's do. And when I went to the training, I met Dan Libby. Mm-hmm. Um, like, things changed for me because then, like, the re- I didn't know why yoga worked. Mm-hmm. I just know it does work. Mm-hmm. But then that kind of started to give me some, like, understanding why it works so It was putting well. the pieces together. Oh, that this is happening. This. Yeah, especially with your history and working with, specifically, they're teaching you with veterans and trauma. <laughs> so you were starting to put those pieces together. Yeah. Like how the mind works and how, yeah. And, and that, I think, is powerful because if you give people those tools yeah. instead of Pythagorean theorem, I think a lot of the world wouldn't be in the shambles that it's in. I'm with you. I totally <laughs> you agree. Know? Yeah. But I know what, how to find the hypotenuse, you know? <laughs> so there's that. Um, <laughs> you know, and so I, I did a couple of things for them, like with uh, working a couple of fundraisers, and a lot of it is still the, like, those tools I gained in that workshop, um, that's stuff for me because... Yeah, of I'm, course. I'm not... I'm not in any way, shape, or form clear of any of this. I pretend I put on a good act really well. <laughs> uh, the guys is super strong, but the reality is I'm a mess most of the time. And I don't feel like it's... But a- you teach from that place, you yes, know? And I- that's authentic. And that that's who... All of the yous out there who are skeptical skeptical about yoga, who um, have some... They don't even have to be veterans, but they can be right. like the troublemaker like mm-hmm. you. And they're going to gravitate towards you, right? Yeah. As opposed to me, who's like, you know, a small white girl who looks like she has her shit together. <laughs> but they might not resonate with me right off the bat. But somebody like you, it's like, oh, like you said, that's when you were telling me about your your teacher for the teacher training, you were like, he's got tattoos. Yeah. 
Yes, bearded tattoo. Bearded right. tattoo. That's your people, yeah, right? People. And we, need, yeah, we need diverse teachers out there because that's how it's going to spread. Is that we can all teach from our place in life, right? You're teaching from where you are, and it, well, we're. I think it's way more attractive to have somebody like you who's still learning. You know, I, we're always still learning. Well, if we're lucky. Yeah. And um, ah. hi, we get to see our, each other's eyes now. The sunglasses came off. Oh, yes. But you are, yeah, you're teaching, you're teaching from that place, and you can go into class and say, "Hey, I'm still a mess, you guys." And but these are the tools that are working for me. Right. So that's, I, try, I try my best. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say that people don't get offended because I'm very crass and I'm very like that's okay. to the point. Yeah. I save my compassion for my like, wheelchair yoga and my special needs mm. classes. That's like where they get like. 90% of the compassion. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's okay. And then, yeah. like, the rest of the community gets 10% tough love. Oh. But yeah. it's, you know, it's always from a place of just that. Like, I don't want to be, like, elevated from this. We're all learning together. Like, yeah. And I'll get in the trenches with you and be happy about that. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I just, when I was listening to your story, <clears throat> when you're talking about getting into the military and just like the steps of that and getting, you know, being deployed. Just what I kept hearing in the back of my head was you were always protected. Like you were always protected. You were asking for these things, like you said, be careful what you wish for, but you were, you came home with all of your limbs. You, like you said, you drove down the same road where people lost lives, but you were always protected. And I definitely, whenever I hear that, I always believe that we were, you were a yogi in a previous life <laughs> and you had some sort of knowing. Yeah, absolutely. To this ask for those things. Divine say, intervention. Yeah, it was like, I know I can ask for those things and I'll be okay. Yeah. But I need to do that in order for me to, like you said, sit here today and experience I wouldn't appreciate what anything. you are here. But you can teach from that place and you can connect with people who have been in that situation or similar situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, I often think about that just for myself, too, of, like, you know, shit that's happened to me. I'm like, why am I going through this again? Or, um, But then I realized that I had to, to be here for myself and for others. So thank you for asking for those things <laughs> and for enduring them. and. For sure. And just really being you through all of it. Thank you. Know, you. It sounds like you have been you this whole time. <laughs> you know, because I think that sometimes we go through those, you know. I, I've also, just listening to other people's stories of um, being deployed and everything, they sort of lost themselves. Because they had to, you know, subscribe to, like you were saying, the ranks and everything and playing by the rules. But it sounds like you were still... You did as much as you needed to. Oh, but yeah, you no, also I, saw how far you could get. Yeah, you tried to get away government. with it. I was an excellent yeah. government employee. You know, like that's, that's, that's definitely it. Yeah, but... Not uh, an illustrious one, but yeah, uh, I kept But you were real. always protected. That's oh the God. word that I just kept hearing in my mind when you were telling me the story. I definitely was guided by angels or if you want yeah. to call yeah. spirits or... I don't give a shit because... Whatever you believe. Yeah, I don't know what it's there for you. But it's there. Definitely, definitely. And I'm grateful to be able to share with, you know, folks like you that are receptive. Again, like receptivity is huge in this world and I don't think there's a lot of it. We I we need more of it. And that's what I am having such um, 
Like I have such a belief in what we're doing here, talking awesome. and sharing people's stories. And my friend Freddie, who you met before we got on, I was telling her about this podcast and, and she said, you know, I explained everything and she said, you know, people just want to be seen and hear their story. And yeah, I think that we do. We just sort of have head down doing what we're supposed to do and we don't actually get seen ourselves or we don't even get to see the other person. And I think that's why we came here. Right? <laughs> we came here to see each other because uh, we are each other's reflection in a lot of ways. We get to learn and grow from that. Thank you, thank um, you for this. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, you gave me a beautiful crystal here, and I loved it. It was the blue uh, kyanite, and it says, because you, you just said, here, take one. And I love this because it says, specifically opens the throat chakra, encouraging communication and self-expression. It cuts through fears and blockages, helping to speak one's truth. And I feel like you're speaking your truth. <laughs> <laughs> not a pretty one, but yeah, no. it is. <laughs> truth is not pretty. Truth is not always pretty. I mean, it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful because it has everything the dark, the light, and everything in between. The truth shall set you free, but first, yeah. it will piss you off. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap things up? Uh, I feel I would... We can be, always do this again. I would say, like, let's do this again. Yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for just doing this, uh, for, you know, rolling the dice, because... This could have gone south and sideways also. You'd be <laughs> no, like, I'm doesn't. triggered. I don't like anything that you're saying, and that's that. You think I would be triggered? Oh, no, no. I'm, I don't see figure, no. It could have been. That's, like, one of the possibilities. Like, I have such faith in this whole, this whole process because I just find that, you know, you were sitting next to me that day, and you turned to me, and you're like, okay, hey, I want to talk to you. Okay. You know, I have not had one bad experience. I feel like... Like I said, like it's all truth. It's it. Some of it sounds crass as you put yourself, <laughs> and some of it is you know very gentle and kind and sweet. But there's everything in between, and and that is truth. So thank you for being here and thank share your you. truth. Thank you for sharing space with me. Yeah, art space. I'm grateful. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. I can't wait to have you back. Right on. <laughs>